Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. I'll be your host for the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started, all the details in these podcasts are personal experiences, each woman with her own opinions and thoughts on pregnancy and birth. While I hope that you find some useful advice in this podcast, you should always speak with a medical professional before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth care, and this platform is simply used to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Let's get into the episode. In today's episode, we hear from Nawai. Nawai had a vaginal birth and her baby's head was stuck face up, which meant she needed an episiotomy and ventus to assist in getting her out. I'll let Nawai tell you the rest of her story, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Nawai. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. I'm so excited about that. Thank you for having me on here. No problem. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, where you live? Yeah, of course. So there's me and my husband, and we recently, well, seven weeks ago, had our daughter, Adia, and we have two crazy dogs and two cats, so it's quite a bit (laughs) going on in our little family. Um, And we live in Wellington, and we're both chefs. Awesome. Very busy little household. (laughs) Yeah. And did you and your partner plan to get pregnant the first time? What was the journey like for you to pregnancy? Yeah, um, so I'm the youngest of four in my family, and there's like eight years in between me and my older sister, so um, quite a big difference. And I knew that I didn't really want my kids to grow up without their cousins, um, and all of our family have two kids each, so... Um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, we're not, we're not waiting a long time. Um, Josh and I have both been chefs for a long time, like, uh, I think I'm almost nine, almost 10 years and he's probably about 12 years ish now. Um, so we've done a decent whack in hospitality and, um, it's not that we had planned to have kids. We just thought that we would just stop contraceptive and, and see where we go with that. So, um, yeah, just kind of leaving it to nature almost and seeing where where we and how quickly we conceive. So, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss a period or you just had some early symptoms and took a test? Yeah, I missed I missed a period, but I've had I stopped taking the pill about 8 years ago, so it was yeah. very um, you know, like just it could be sporadic, let's say. So I wanted to wait. So we waited until eight weeks and I took a test and then took another four tests just to make sure because I <laughs> was really yeah. not sure. And, um, obviously I, it was about, it took us about four months to get pregnant. So I was after each month and I got my period again, I was quite disheartened and I didn't really understand because I thought you'd be able to just get pregnant instantly. So. 
Cool. And was your partner there when you took the test or how did you tell him that you were pregnant? Um, no, he was, he was at work actually. And I was feeling a little bit nauseous that day and it had been a while. So I thought I'm going to take a test. So I called him at work and said, I'm going to go down to the supermarket and get a pregnancy test and try it. And I'll give you a call and let you know what the results are. Yeah. I went home and the three minutes were the longest three minutes of my life. And (laughs) they obviously was positive. So I then took another two tests just to make sure before I called him because I didn't want to call him and then, you know, it not be. uh, Yeah. Mm, Awesome. Very cool. And how was the rest of your pregnancy from there? Did you have much morning sickness or any other complications along the way? Um, Yeah. So I had like the first six to 12 weeks rather. I was quite sick, but because I was working and we hadn't told anyone at work, I was just kind of dealing with it. And being in a kitchen, you have lots of extra smells as well. So that was yeah. quite quite a challenge. Um, it was mostly just being nauseous. It wasn't really any vomiting or anything like that. I think I maybe threw up once um, during my whole pregnancy. Yeah. So it, it wasn't too bad, but it was definitely feeling sick and being on your feet all the time and eating a whole lot of different foods was definitely a challenge for sure. And you didn't um, have any other complications throughout the rest of the pregnancy? Towards the end of pregnancy, maybe I think it was – 30, 37 weeks pregnant, I got really, really sick with a cold and I was bedridden for about 14 hours and I got so sick that I was just so worried that I the baby wasn't okay. So we went to the hospital and I was monitored the whole day um, and I was kind of fading in and out, not feeling great at all, but we could see on the monitor that she was fine but the doctors just wanted to check and make sure that I could feel that she was fine. Um, I My placenta was at the front of my belly, so I didn't feel a lot of her movements till quite late in the pregnancy, and they were quite faint yeah. as well. And I think um, with the job that I had and constantly moving and constantly bending down into fridges, um, it was quite a challenge for me anyway. So um, the doctors weren't going to discharge me until – they knew that I could feel her as well, just in case anything like that yeah. happened again. Um, yeah, so that kind of sparked extra checkups, and I got extra scans and extra blood tests done um, from then on until I gave birth. So it was yeah, yeah, it was a little bit stressful, and I didn't enjoy being in bed, not being able to move. But going into the hospital yeah. was like the best plan and the the best idea to do that because yeah fair enough and did you plan on birthing at the hospital with a midwife or what had you planned to do there yeah so my husband and I lived in the city center um and when we found out we were still living in the city so we had our midwife in the city um and then we bought a house um further out in one of the suburbs so we moving had to get a new midwife which we didn't know until right before we were moving and um okay yeah at that time it was really hard to get midwives in Wellington like they were all completely full so it was unbelievably stressful and I called almost every midwife I could find on the internet until one of the ladies that I spoke to was a part of a midwife group and she was saying we've got one last spot left 
we'll book you in and you can come in and meet with us because we like to, um, you know, make sure that you understand what being a part of a midwife group is about. And that was great because I was unbelievably stressed at that time and so yeah. worried that I wasn't going to have a midwife. No, we definitely did want to have um, our baby at the hospital. Um, we wanted that peace of mind for if anything happened, yeah. help was right there. So, yeah. Yeah. And did you go to any antenatal or birth classes before you went into labor? Yeah, so we got recommended through a friend a very holistic birth course, um, and that was in the city, so we had pre-booked that before we'd moved. So we traveled in once a week to go to that before we had our daughter. And um, it was very eye-opening, so obviously it being the youngest of four, I have helped with everyone else's kids and done the changing and yeah. kind of seen what everyone else has done with their kids. So it was nice to have all the extra information that you don't see when you're helping someone else look after or babysitting or anything like that. Um, so that was great. Yeah. And for Josh, he is the oldest of two and his brother doesn't have any kids. So it was really great for him to understand what was going to happen and and kind of getting a crash course on what to expect when the baby comes. Um, so yeah. I really enjoyed that. And there were lots of extra little things that they showed us that helped with the birth and afterwards. And how many weeks were you when you went into labor? I was 40 weeks and four days. The two days beforehand were horrible. I was super cramped like I had like contraction, like cramping. And that lasted for two entire days where I couldn't even really move. And then yeah. the third day I went into labor properly and it was all really quick from there. And do you want to take us uh, through your birth story now then? Yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, as I said, the two days before were, they were like, my husband and I thought that I was in labor because we were timing them. They were every like 10 minutes and the cramping was lasting for a full minute at a time. And um, I'd obviously never been in labor before, so I wasn't 100% sure, but I felt like there was something missing from that. And I felt like it definitely wasn't full labor. And so yeah. I lasted one full day like that. And then the next day I was, I, I couldn't handle it. I had had no sleep. I was in and out of the bath in the middle of the night. I was having a shower. I was trying to lie on the ground. I was just, I was just not coping. So we went to the hospital. They put me on the monitor for about an hour and they were like, you're not in proper labor. We're going to have to send you home. So they sent me home with some painkillers, which didn't help at all. And I had another night of in and out of the shower, no rest. And then the next day at about 11 a.m., something just changed. And I could breathe through the contraction slowly but surely. And the pain kind of eased off afterwards. So I knew then that this is different and my stomach was tightening. So this must be labor. We tried Googling it and I was trying to look out for all the signs and that seemed to make the most sense. So yeah. from about 11 until 1 p.m., I just lasted through them because I was not going to the hospital. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hospital and getting sent home again. So they got more yeah. and more intense very, very quickly. And by one o'clock, I said to Josh, call the midwife, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So she warned us that if we got to the hospital, we would be going home if I wasn't dilated enough. So I kind of just prepared myself for it. And in between contractions, I was telling Josh what I needed him to do. So like getting me my clothes and, you know, putting the dogs in, <laughs> inside and feeding them and <laughs> trying to organize yeah. everything. Um, and then we hopped into the car and as soon as we got into the car, my water started breaking. So mm -hmm. I just told Josh that he needed to drive as quickly as he could, which was about a 10 minute drive to the hospital that we were going to give birth at. So we got there and the whole way up to the ward, I was, my waters were still breaking and running down my legs, which was very strange. And I was also pausing yeah. for a contraction because obviously I couldn't keep walking for that, but the midwife yeah. had said, you know, unless you cannot walk, try and push on and just take your time and walk the whole way because it will help with your labor and it will help with bringing the baby on. I did that and I got up to the ward and kind of just like a breath of relief came when I knew that we were at the hospital and I, I didn't have to do anything. I knew that I could be monitored from then on and everything was going to be all right. Yeah. And I felt quite... I felt quite good about that from there on. The midwife that we had was really lovely. They kind of do a rotating roster, so you have one of four people on who we was on for that shift. So we got essentially the one that we really wanted, and she was really lovely. And, um, yeah, she checked me and was like, you're six centimetres dilated, you're not going anywhere. So I kind of was really, really <laughs> stoked. I feel like the two days before... And the pain at home was all worth it to get into the hospital and know that I was over halfway. So that was awesome. It kind of all happened very quickly after that. I had gas. I wasn't against yeah. having any other painkillers, but I have a quite a high pain threshold. And I thought, I'll just try with gas and see how we go. And so I was, I pushed for probably about a full hour before they got the doctor in to just check and see what was happening because you could see her head but she wasn't completely coming out she kept on getting stuck the doctor yeah. came down and we worked out that she was face up face up rather than face down then the doctor said we're going to do an episiotomy and bontos to just help her out the last way because no amount of yeah. my pushing was gonna make her come out so i was kind of very spaced out on guess and he was more talking to Josh about it, and I was kind of just okay. At that point, I was so exhausted from no sleep the two days before and yeah. all the pushing at the hospital that I was kind of happy to go with whatever. So, yeah, it was really, really quick once he got in. He pretty much had her out in like 10 minutes after he arrived, and most of that was getting all set up. So then yeah. she was born in the afternoon at about five quarter to six maybe five forty five quarter to six and yeah. um I had skin to skin straight away with her which was pretty amazing and she just started crying straight away 
Um, and we kind of, we were just there for a few minutes, just kind of soaking it in. As soon as she was born, the gas kind of spaciness just wore off and I instantly was present with what was happening, which was, um, yeah, really surreal. Um, obviously, unless you've had a baby, you, you don't know what that is like and you don't know, like nothing can prepare you for that feeling. And it yeah. was, yeah, it was amazing. And then the placenta was, I got, I got that out really quickly. And, um, being Māori, we bury the placenta and put a tree on top of it to grow. She had her checks and I was getting stitched up. So Josh was over making sure that everything was okay. And she was essentially perfect, which was great. And then I got up and had a shower really quickly after that. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was very sure about feeling horrible and having a shower. So, um, she had to go down and have a heel prep done and Josh took her down to do that. So I took that opportunity to hop in the shower and my mum gave me a hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then she came back and instantly took the colostrum that I had expressed, um, into syringes. And then she straight away yeah. latched and we breastfed. Um, yeah, so that was all in about 10 minutes after birth. Amazing. And how long did you spend at the hospital after that? So we, we only stayed in for, we only stayed in for one night. I felt really great and I felt that I could go home with no issues. Yeah, uh, we, just one night, Josh had to sleep on a chair. So, um, I was very kind of conscious mm-hmm. about that and I knew that if I stayed any longer, he wouldn't be there and, I kind of felt like I would yeah. cope a lot better um, if we were at home. But, I mean, all the midwives yeah. that were there overnight were amazing. And, yeah, I just I felt more comfortable going home. So, yeah, just one yeah. night. Fair enough. Cool. And once you got home, how was that experience for you with a newborn and breastfeeding and getting used to life as a new mum? We got home and everyone says that the second night is the hardest. And they are unbelievably true. We got home and were asking ourselves what we had done. Um, that we were just, yeah, she was just crying and, you know, breastfeeding was still extremely painful. Um, yeah, no one yeah. kind of prepared me for that. And, um, yeah. you know, just kind of waking up every few hours, um, at the hospital, she slept quite well. So I wasn't aware that, um, <laughs> I kind of was lured into the false sense that she slept for like three hour blocks and then I woke her up to feed her. Yeah. But um, yeah, she woke up every like 45 minutes on the first night home. So that was pretty extreme. Um, but we kind of, you just kind of switch into coping with what's going on, I guess. The, yeah, the first couple of days were quite hard and then you get into a small rhythm and you feel like you can do it after that. Cool. And how did the rest of your breastfeeding experience go? Are you still breastfeeding or? Yeah. So we're seven weeks on now. Um, she's eight weeks on Monday. We still breastfeed every day. Um, I've recently went to a lactation consultant to, um, organize changing positions because my midwife said, if you've got a position and it's working for you, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but I decided that I would change positions because we're going on a flight very soon and I didn't want to have to try and do that position and she's getting too big. So um, it's been very up and down, definitely painful for some times, but 
I just persevere because I know that it's a lot easier than not breastfeeding. Like, you know, like I, I think yeah. it's something that I can do. Um, and I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I feel like if I give it a really good go and then if I still can't, I'll probably look for switching to pumping and then feeding her through a bottle. But I mean, something that I really want to give a really good go. Um, and going yeah. to the lactation consultant, it shows that, um, I just need to tweak a few things. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm definitely feel like I'm getting there with her and she's always put on weight. She hasn't lost any weight since birth. So I'm obviously yeah. doing something right. <laughs> the biggest thing that I, and the most helpful thing that I was told was to express plostrum. And I really think that that is something that isn't told enough and people don't do enough. So I just would love to recommend that people totally do that because you will always, yeah. your baby will always get fitter. And if anything goes wrong and nothing goes um, according to your plan and you have to have an emergency C-section or anything, um, the colostrum is there for your baby to be fed while you're not there to instantly breastfeed. And it's a nice thing that the dad can do. Um, Josh fed our daughter yeah. um, my breast colostrum as soon as she got back before she latched on to me. And it was just something really lovely that, he felt like he could do considering he obviously didn't give birth to her. So um, also just for people to really understand that it's a crazy, a crazy change. And I mean, I felt went through a stage of being really isolated as soon as she was born and yeah. Josh went back to work and I didn't have a car and public transport is hit and miss in Wellington at the moment with the buses and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, I felt quite isolated and I felt very overwhelmed by it all. Um, so, and especially coming from a busy job to having yeah. to just stop and not move and, you know, just rest was, um, a huge thing to deal with. So I was very aware about the baby blues. Josh has always kind of checked in on me and made sure that I'm okay. So like adjusting to that and just making sure that people talk to, you know, groups in your birth groups and reach out to Plunkett and, you know, they're all there to help. And it's kind of something that I didn't really want to have to ask for help. I thought I should be able to just do it. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And I think that our listeners will get something great out of your story. So thank you. Yeah, no. And thank you. I think it's a really great um, cast that you're doing. And I think, um, I mean, I'm definitely going to recommend a lot of people that I know to get in touch and share their stories because everyone has different births, whether it's easy or hard, the yeah. more people know, um, the better it is. <laughs> no problem. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.